make sure it's actually going. It looks this like this is going. where I see well, live on is, air. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I heard, I heard this. This is where Stream Deck comes in handy because, like, you you do the thing where it's and you got to go through OBS and all that kind of stuff, or like you have a countdown or whatever, and then we like sit here and go, oh, um, how do we fix all of this? And then um, once we fix it, we go, okay, cool. And we push a button, and then we're hey, it's us. We get to do stuff. Well, that's nice. Well, I mean, like we're live now. I mean, like that is to say, we're using OBS now. Uh, oh, yeah, so, I guess yeah. that's true. But you don't have a Stream Deck. Well, I don't know how Stream Deck works, Bell. It, they're buttons, and you program them to do things, and then you hit the button, and it does that thing. Is it? Is it? Um, it's expensive. Yes. Yeah, I, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Bell, but this is, this show isn't exactly a cash cow. <laughs> we run on a skeleton crew, no, a skeleton I, crew that gets paid with nothing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, except for what we get from our patrons, who are literally keeping us on the air. Uh, yeah, and now and now with our advertising revenue, which is all jacked up on the backlog, but we'll have to I, over the break. I intend to go back and try to fix that. Oh, I I wasn't aware we. Uh, I told we, you about we got, this. We changed to a different hosting provider oh, right. and the dynamic ad inserts and everything, and it's um, yeah. I need to. Yeah, it, it's all like I'm sure. Like if you go back and listen to old episodes now, it's like you and me are talking. Like yeah, uh, Savitar is definitely uh, HR, and then all of a sudden, you know. How is your mas- mattress that you're sleeping on? Is it the best mattress in the world? Well, get our mattress because our mattress is the, your mattress, and that's the way you're going to sleep. Sleep like a baby today. <laughs> sleep like, on our mattress with your mattress. Right. Yourmattress.com <laughs> slash our mattress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make, I'm, yeah, that's it. I'm making a mattress company called Your Mattress. Yeah, and, and you're going to have it at ourmattress.com <laughs> slash your mattress. Well, yeah, that's going to be the mattress. thing sleep on your mattress right no it'll be our mattress our mattress right but your our mattress.com slash your mattress our mm-hmm. mattress is now your mattress right yes the company is called our mattress <laughs> the flagship model is called your mattress right i've said the word mattress too much and now it sounds weird in my yeah, brain yeah it's, it's all messed up accelerating your fandom this is flash tv talk Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. And it is a end of season finale. Uh, and this is the part of the season, you know, the end of it, where typically we go back, we review kind of what happened, you know, in the past. We look ahead to what's in the future. And honestly, you know, we kind of talk about whatever we want to. We, we, we've been doing the work. We've been talking about this season, the, the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, uh, you take them both, and there you have season seven of The Flash. And and you know what? It had some high highs and low lows. And I feel like I've said this before. I'm sure I've said this of every single season. But man, some of the highest highs, some of the lowest lows. As I sit here holding this old-fashioned bell, uh, which and remembering that Four Roses is not quite the bourbon I remember it being from a few years ago. Uh, what are some of the, the highlights to you? If you go back and you kind of think, think through the season, what are in your mind, what are like the high points? What, what sticks out? What do you get hyped about in reflection about this season? I mean, honestly, like a lot of it comes from just the last several episodes. I mean, I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. I was extremely let down with no reference to Kramer versus Kramer. And, um, so as far as I'm concerned, the beginning part of the season didn't exist. Um, because that was the only thing that, oh, that was good. That could have come out of it. And it didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> so really, it's like a lot of the stuff at the end of the season, right? Like, uh, I love Bart. I love Nora. Uh, I'm glad that they're back. Uh, Eobard's back. Like, that's huge. How can we not, you know, yes. like that? Um, the the Speed Force is fixed. 
Um, and now we have these other forces, which who knows if they'll come back, but maybe that'll be some interesting stuff. Uh, maybe we'll have like a Power Rangers style team up with the forces versus Eobard. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we lost, we lost some, uh, some members. We gained some members. I, I, I like, uh, Chester, Mr. P funk there. Uh, I think he's great. Uh, Allegra has been doing some, some work. She's gotten, she's gone super Saiyan. So that's going to be some interesting stuff to experience next season. Um, there are, but yeah, like that's the thing is a lot of that stuff happened at the, at the end of the season. So, you know, it's it's like with that much good stuff happening at the end <laughs> it's like i'm trying to look back and remember it's like what all that what was some of the other awesome stuff and like it's just you know just completely like in your face hey here's all this cool stuff and so yeah but i mean ultimately i'd have to say the last i don't know like what three or four episodes just fantastic got me super excited for whatever's gonna happen next season yeah absolutely man i'm I'm right there with you i think that if, if you look over all um I mean, like in, in so many ways, these last few episodes could have been a series finale. And I think like, you know, the, the showrunner and, and the folks behind the scenes have kind of said like, oh, you know, we try every season to make it feel like a series finale. You could tell this episode they were not sure when they were writing, whether or not they were coming back. And so they they just swung for the fences and they hit it out of the park. And uh, I thought it was fantastic. I think it was uh, I think you're exactly right. Best stuff really came at the tail end. You got the kids back. You got Eobard back. Everything you love about the show, everything we love about the show anyway um it came back in a big way uh we got iris and barry back in love and back together on the same plane of existence which was great so we got <laughs> uh you know we got kind of a like a little bit of like um kind of some unique closure on the nora storyline while also reintroducing the character or at least a, an alternate or a variant version of the character uh we've got bart allen who came in and crushed it uh we got yeah, some uh, extensive kind of use of the speed force in kind of new and, and exciting ways and ways in which I think we're, we're you know, kind of hoping to see uh, maybe lightning sabers, lightning sabers. Come on, man. <laughs> lightning sabers. George Lucas didn't sue anybody. He doesn't have the rights anymore. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, we got we got a lot of great stuff that's going on. And, you know, it's interesting because I think you're right. You mentioned Chester. You mentioned Allegra. And we really got a a. Um, I don't know, a solid, I think a solid establishment of the B team becoming the A team. And and they feel like the Allegra and Chester feel like a really solid addition to Team Flash, but also is two uh, kind of like um two solid pillars to what will be this next generation of Team Flash. Our our hope is that the kids will stay, that Team Flash will actually be the Flash family doing its business. And so as you get more speedsters, as you get more like flashes as part of Team Flash, I think like ha- those pillars are going to like hold a stronger, you know, a stronger place in the team as a whole. I think there's a lot of opportunity there. And while we didn't quite get to see a lot of other characters, you know, expanded upon in their stories, and we'll talk about some of the uh, the rumors and then also kind of the the interviews that have come out and, and talking points and that sort of thing here in the last few weeks. Uh, but one of the things that, that has been kind of revealed, and, and this should come as no surprise to anybody, is that a lot of stories they wanted to cover this season didn't didn't make it. They didn't have enough time with everything going on and also the, the limited ability to, to film during COVID. Uh, so it is what it is. But there were some storylines that, that you know, kind of hit the cutting room floor. And I'm looking directly at the moment at Frost and Caitlin. Uh, Frost specifically, as you recall, man, the season, she seemed like she was kind of going on this uh, kind of arc for her character of trying to pay some penance 
And then they kind of threw it off to the side and she busted out of jail and <laughs> fought some bad guys. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I, I know I speculated on this. Like, I was expecting some kind of, uh, you know, a breakout at Iron Heights, which did happen. But I was also expecting a, um, like, beast from the X-Men animated series where they try to right. break him out of prison. And he's like, nope, I'm doing my time. That's what I told you I was going to do. I'm doing my time. I could break out of here at any time that I wanted because I'm a metahuman, you know. So, like, uh, and we didn't see that. They did. They did. And I guess the idea that I had in my head was that that was going to happen. There were going to be some metas that they couldn't deal with, like chill Blaine or whoever. And they were going to request her to come and help. And, you know, she either, either she would refuse or, or like, I don't, I, I didn't envision her character asking for a pardon to help, but something that they bring to the table when she's like, I am doing this you know, for myself so that I can pay for what I have done. And when they're like, we need you out here, you can pay for what you've done by helping us, you know, capture these people that have escaped. And they offer that up to her. Not, not that she requested, but they offer it up to her. She takes it and that's how she gets it. And, that, and that's basically what happened mm. except for it was more along the lines of, Oh, I'm just going to break out and like arrest people. And then they're going to give it to me. They, there, there was no story around it. It was just the breakout. She captures people. And now she's free. Yeah, there's like no, three, I, yeah, three seconds of screen time or whatever. I guarantee, man, I guarantee you're you were onto something that she was going to be more of kind of like home base locked up in prison. That was going to be kind of an arc for Caitlin as she's kind of dealing with that and trying to, you know, uh, trying to kind of mentally justify like, no, you you it was OK for you to break the law or something. I don't, I don't even know what. Um, and then like Caitlin, <laughs> Caitlin coming to, to peace with uh, with what Frost already has. But what are you going to say, Bell? I was going to say, it's like, yeah, Caitlin would just walk to the frost, but like, no, it's totally fine to break the law. We arrested people and held them prisoner. We kidnapped people, right. basically. Like, it's <laughs> fine. Don't worry about it. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, they, I guess, I guess, you know, they, they didn't steal anything and they just kind of like, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure that Con Flash, I think Team Flash has stolen a couple things in their, in their time. Didn't they break into Argus? Yeah, I, look, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to make this uh, <laughs> I'm trying to sugarcoat this so that it works better for Caitlin, which she's trying to explain it to uh -huh. Frost. But uh -huh. yeah, they they've definitely done uh, you know the same type or if not worse crimes that Killer Frost has. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think you're exactly right, um, man. Okay, so that was one of the stories that definitely uh, hit the cutting room floor. We also found out that. Uh, man, we also found out that Cecile uh, was supposed to have a little bit more of a darker arc. Now she, you, you saw the seeds. I feel like in both of these two characters kind of like storylines, you saw the seeds being planted for where they were going. We even commented on this kind of concept of like, is Cecile becoming a villain? Like, like what is going on? It was, it was kind of a, I mean, like, honestly, I'm, I am for Cecile as the new psycho pirate, at least for a time. You know what I mean? For maybe next season. I just, I want to put that out there because they played around with it this season and I would, that's completely out of left field. Never saw that coming, but such an interesting concept. And I, I would have been kind of all for that. Yeah, it was, it was really neat, but like, I don't know if they didn't have a kid, if, if her and Joe didn't have a kid, maybe, um, they don't have a kid. Yes, what are you talking? What, what, what kid? I, 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 <laughs> let me, let me remind you of the fact that they do have a kid, even though we haven't seen it in like right. what, or seen her, I guess in, in like two seasons. Oh, is it her? I, I, I can't recall. She's hanging out with baby. the turtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McSnurdle is is a, the best babysitter in the world. Well, no, we uh, all clearly. know that McSnurdle. He, he or she, McSnurdle was a um, was a casualty of crisis. I think we can all we all know this now. <laughs> I, I suppose, but 
I mean, you think with Oliver, with all of his infinite powers, when he's creating them, you know, combining Oliver doesn't care about Mixed Nurdle. He doesn't care about the Flash family. He's like, oh, you want your turtle back? Psh, no. You know, the other yeah. thing, too, is <laughs> about this. So we know that there's going to be a, a five episode kind of like big kickoff arc to next season. And it's going to be kind of this grand event. It's going to have a ton of different uh, Arrowverse and DC TV um, guest stars coming in. It's going to, it's not going to be a full on crossover, but it's going to be kind of a placeholder for that. That's, that's how we're going to start off the season. I got to wonder bell. I got to wonder with, uh, you know, Cecile and Joe having, first of all, I, I didn't realize they hadn't tied the knot. I thought they had some, sometime off screen, but regardless, Clearly they haven't, and they they kind of want a wedding. Man, I'm expecting that five part arc to to involve their wedding and their wedding ceremony, and when they're walking down the aisle and getting married, for all of a sudden, you know, Oliver and Felicity just pop out of purgatory and be like, "Oh wait, y'all getting married? We we want to get married too. <laughs> We're gonna re- renew our our spectral vows." You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, we've been living off in eternity for a while, but you know, we wanted to kind of renew this. How how cool would this be, guys? <laughs> Pressing up in there, awful. Yeah, I you know I don't know if they, if they do the interrupted wedding scene, I think that would be um, uh, way too many times that they've done that. For, I don't you know, think I you know I, I'm 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 totally kidding. This isn't you. legends. <laughs> like if this were legends, <laughs> yes, that would be a reoccurring thing every season, and it'd be hilarious. But this right. isn't legends. <laughs> Man, no, you're exactly right. I I think that uh, <laughs> I think I don't think that this this five part event. I I doubt that it's going to be about Cecile and Joe's uh, wedding. By the way, I mean, like, am I off? I I, I was kind of shocked when she made a mention of that in the series finale or the season finale. By the way, last episode, I kept on referring to the season finale as the series finale. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, although it did have that energy. Regardless, I I, I, I was kind of surprised. I was like, I thought I thought she was I thought they were married. I didn't I didn't realize I just kind of assumed that it happened off screen sometime. You know, I yeah, I, they they never mentioned it, and they never uh, obviously showed it. So I just assumed that they weren't um, until otherwise noted, and it was never noted. So I yeah, I I knew they weren't married or anything. You know what it was for me? I think it was uh, when Nora first showed up because she kept on referring to Cecile as kind of a grandmother, and like I think that in my mind I was like, oh, they must have got like you know what I mean? Like I mean, clearly by the time Nora shows up, they are married, so that makes sense that she would kind of see her as more you know. But I don't know. That's just uh that's or or it may have been more of a loving title as opposed to like a, a definitive title. I don't know. But that was well, right, because it's like, you know, Uncle Jay, like he's not his real uncle. That's true. That's true. But I think mentally that's what did it for me. I think that's when I kind of in my wow. the back of my head I was like, Oh, huh, I must have got married off screen. Okay. And then kind of moved on. Um because I mean that the thing is, I do wonder, is there enough like fan investment like Obviously, we love Cecile. We love Joe. We love Joe and Cecile. Um, we would love their baby if we had seen it for more than two seconds, uh, or her for more than two <laughs> seconds. I, so here's here's the thing. And I, do you think they're going to make a big deal out of the wedding episode, though? Like, I'm sure that it'll be it'll be kind of a thing. But do you think that it's going to be like? I mean, that's not crossover worthy. I don't think. I think, and 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 here here's my 100 speculation hat. But I I feel like this makes sense in my brain. I feel like what they're going to do is if they do a wedding for Joe and Cecile, that's going to be their send off on the, on the, on the show. Uh, they will not be returning uh, in any Ooh, like big major context after that. Like, no, yeah. so it's, no. it's going to be, yeah. I mean, cause like, well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, Joe's retired from the PD. Uh, you know, Cecile wow, is, is yeah. this, she's not the DA anymore. She, she's a, 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 a meta public defendant, which I think is cool. And maybe you could do a spinoff of that. Like, I don't know, but um, you know, Cecile, unless they, you know, take her down a darker path and, and reintroduce that kind of stuff and have a reason really to have Joe hanging around, 
Um, I, I just, I don't, I mean, what are they going to do? You know? So I feel like a wedding between them would be a great opportunity to like wrap up their stories and, you know, shoo them off the show. Man. Okay. I didn't, I honestly, I had not even considered that, but that, that does make a ton of sense. Uh, wow. Okay. I mean like, and, yeah, and again, we love Joe and Cecile, right? Like, you know, we, we really do, but you know, if we're going to have Nora and Bart and like, you know, Jay and flash family and stuff, like, mm-hmm. how, like how do you make a really interesting Joe and Cecile story outside of making Cecile like a villain? Like you were saying, you know, it's interesting. This is, this is fascinating to me, Bell. Cause you know, I have been one of the biggest advocates for bust out the axe and let's start chopping down the 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 size of this cast and yet when the kids show up i was like yes i'm all about this more kids please yes 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 and i mean like i i agree i agree but like you got to make cuts elsewhere then oh absolutely no no doubt but all right so here's what it is though and i I think this is this is helping me i i (laughs) I really like stopped to consider this because I, I never really took the time to reflect on that fact that I've been one of the biggest advocates for reducing the size of this cast, and yet two characters pop back up, and I'm like, series regulars, please. At, at the same time, where I'm kind of like, you know, dogging the show and saying like, all right, we'll expect Kramer back as a series regular of Team Flash, <laughs> you know. And the reality is, is because like, well, because some of these characters belong in the show, and other of these characters are an, a choice. I, I'll just say, like, just they're they're a choice. Like, you know, Allegra and and Chester. I think because of the format of the show and because of the format that has been established and and kind of the uh, archetypes that have been established in Team Flash, they make sense if you're rotating off the A team, which they kind of have. Although now Caitlin kind of feels like that kid that was supposed to go off to college, but then took a year, but like was going to go overseas, but then didn't. So they're just kind of hanging around the high school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like she does serve a, a function. Don't get me wrong. It's just that her function has kind of been regulated on like, oh, you got injured and I'm here to cure you. But she doesn't really have an arc. She doesn't really have a story that, that makes a whole lot of sense. Now, Frost is a much more interesting character for a lot of different reasons. But Caitlin in particular, uh, she'll fix you up, which is good. But I mean, like, well, well, and, and that's people the thing. in metas anyway. Do we really need a doc on site? Like, I feel like the 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 injuries have to be like intensified to justify Caitlin even being on the team. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. Um, uh, with more speedsters and more metas on the team, uh, their meta healing it really makes her sort of irrelevant. And so, exactly right. So that's yeah. the thing. Like, I think we're moving into to a phase. Like, I think we've been in a phase where Caitlyn is is we're okay without Caitlyn. But I think she's a stable in the show. I think we're near the end of it. I think she's going to be around, and I think you know she's just a legacy character that's going to be there, and that's that's perfectly fine. But that's the deal. Like, so now we've got we've got Chester and Allegra. I feel like they've kind of found their footing and they're finding their footing a little bit more. Allegra though still does feel like. You know, she's a solid, you know, like we've talked to, you know, we talked about it before, but like she's that range DPS, that blaster character. Uh, when you've got kind of a speedster that should be more of a, you know, up close and personal type fighter, you know, having an Allegra on the team makes sense, except you've already got a Frost who's also kind of that range DPS. Now, there's nothing to say that you can't have multiple range DPS. I'm just saying that at the end of the day, it's a Flash show. We're here for the Flash. We want the kids. We want the Flash family. Like we want them to be the central focus. There's nothing wrong with additional DC characters, and they're they're great. And this show has given the opportunity. Show of hands, how many of you knew who Vibe was before this show? Now I did, but the rest of you, how many of you? And I would I would wager Bell 
that for the vast majority of casual viewers of the show had no clue who Vibe was. Look, so, I didn't know who Vibe was. <laughs> point, I thought you maybe did from Heroclix, but you didn't even know who Bell didn't even know yeah, who Vibe was before the show. <laughs> I don't think I, I I knew a lot of the rogues from Heroclix, and I knew right. a lot of like uh, ancillary Flash characters from Heroclix, but I don't think I ever had a Vibe. Maybe I did have a Vibe. It, well, in, any, in any case, he was uh, uh, an inconsequential hero click in my collection. I will say that. Uh, <laughs> okay, but, but so this is my point, right? Like, so this show has provided an opportunity to highlight a lot of like C and D level characters. Chester in particular is a D level character. Allegra in particular, D level character. These are characters that are not known, right? And so utilizing kind of a blockbuster A tier character like the Flash to highlight some of these kind of characters that generally are in the background and kind of like, no, like that's, that's a good thing. I think that's a really, really good thing, especially when it's yes. done well. Um, that being said, what I think the show has struggled with as it has enjoyed the fun of universe building, it's gotten away of what should have been the anchor of the show. And that's, that's the flash. And from hearing the showrunner talk about the plans for next season, I think they're getting back kind of to that core. They talk about for season eight, really wanting to focus uh, Barry on being kind of the team leader, having the flash really kind of step into that full on season role. Um, while they don't speak specifically about the plans for the kids, my imagine having his children as part of the team is going to push him further into being that, 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 that leader. Um, you know, you can be, you can be, you know, you're around with your friends and it can be groupthink, but when your kids are part of the team, what daddy says goes, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I think, yeah. I think we're about to see that in a big way. They also talk about Iris, how there's a plan for Iris to really kind of focus back in on kind of, uh, her journalism arc, which, you know, I think there's been a very vocal fan community that have, have wanted her to be very journalism focused. They've kind of gone back and forth with that. And you almost kind of feel like, I don't know. I, I would I would make the argument that the last time we really saw her as an investigative journalist in in a in a critical way to the storyline was the Cicada arc. Um, this last past season and even kind of the season prior, I don't know. It, it never really a lot of what was going on with Team Citizen felt a little disjointed and not really connected to the overall story. And that's not necessarily a problem per se, but it makes it less interesting. For example, Kramer versus Kramer fine concept but when we've got a godspeed war who really cares you know what I mean? like like this you gotta you gotta have like but however if like that b story does ultimately tie into your a story and i think on a cw show it absolutely should you know i'm just hoping that they're able to do that well because i was I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie bell i was kind of like feeling like no speedster iris why not you know what like we're we're in the we're we're already completely in our own like world and lore and else worlds go crazy. I'm I'm down with it. I'm here for it. It was fun to see her as part of kind of the overall Flash team in that big battle. I was more stoked to see Speedster Iris than I was to see Nora the Speed Force. And so like, yeah, let's I I would be here for it. But they want to get back to kind of the core of who that character is. And so if that's the case, no problem. Let's see let's see what they do with it. I just want to see her sitting behind her desk with a cigar saying, "Bring me pictures of the Flash." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's a menace. He's a menace. <laughs> he was supposed to take out the trash this morning. <laughs> Flash or foe. That's the headline. Print it. Was <laughs> <laughs> she being possessed by J. Jonah Jameson? <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I, I kid. But yeah, I mean, you know, if, if they're not going to focus on Detective Barry Allen, um, which they did for one episode in the first season, <laughs> then... 
they, uh, you know, maybe that could be that avenue there where, you know, we have Iris contributing to the team on the, the main storyline by like, you know, digging up information, finding things, uh, you know, putting herself in harm's way to, to help the team how she can at the best way that she can do that, you know? Well, and you know, it's, it's interesting, right? Because if you look at, so, all right, so we'll get kind of behind the scenes here, right? If you look at kind of the core of what the Kramer versus Kramer storyline was supposed to be, it was, it was the attempt of the series to deal with the fact, kind of like a larger conversation around kind of lionizing police in media. And so they wanted to kind of deconstruct Joe as a police officer and kind of his relationship with, uh, I guess just the the police force and kind of the way in which and they were using kind of metahumans as kind of that that narrative the way in which kind of the the police were engaging with narratives or at least the law rather was was engaging with with metahumans and so that was kind of the at the heart of what that story was supposed to be now again I think that maybe the heart was in the right place but the execution definitely was not that being said I think that what has been lacking from the show is that human element of how do we connect with you know, the real life threat of someone who could, you know, bust through a wall or, or, or you know, kind of explode things with their eyes or whatever that, that fantastic metahuman ability is. How do we connect that fantastic reality with the mortal threat of, you know, the kid playing hopscotch next door? How do we connect that mortal threat? And so what the police kind of, you know, did in the past for a lot of these scenes is typically you had the police on site before the flash got there, right? Like, so you had Joe on site before the flash showed up and he was typically calling like, Oh, we got a metahuman here or whatever it may be. But the reality is, is there's typically other people that, that are on site when the action is going down. And those are the journalists. This is really what Iris could have been throughout the series as being, and she has been at times. I don't want to say that she's never been. I think, um, I remember very specifically the time that Barry, if I'm remembering correctly, ran up the building, or to capture her, or she had to to drop down from the like uh, burning building at a certain point for her to capture, her and that sort of thing is an awesome sequence. But regardless, my point is that they've got the opportunity to utilize Iris, the journalist, as that human element into the fantastic things are going that are going on around her, and rather than it ha- in you know rather than just kind of like oh. Uh, wow, my gal Sally happens to be at the ice cream store where the giant rhino-infused laser man is attacking right now. What a coincidence. You know, instead of that, it's like, no, like Iris is on the scene because she's covering it for a story and she's able to kind of tip off Barry what's going on and he's able to get there. And so we get that human threat or that that human, um, you know, somebody could die here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there, there are humans here that cannot withstand the... Uh, the nuclear punch of the nuclear man. Uh, and so yeah. we need that. We need that in that, those moments. And so I think having Iris connect to the journalism aspect of things is, is really good. I hope we see her out in the field though. Uh, and not just kind of tucked behind a desk. Cause I think that's yeah. where she'll, she'll really excel. Well, and that, that's kind of what I'm thinking, you know, is, is she sitting there and she's doing research on the new metas? Like if we're going to have, um, you know, the, this mini story at the beginning, and then maybe another story for the last, uh, or maybe they're going to do three. I don't, I don't know uh, if we, you know, like the team is perplexed and they don't know how to handle it. They don't know maybe like it's erratic or whatever. She's sitting there and she's doing groundwork and she's trying to figure out, you know, who it is, uh, and you know, give info, give Intel to the team by using her investigatory journalism skills. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Or did you not think that I knew what an investigatory journalist was? <laughs> you googly. <laughs> hopefully, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, though, yeah, she'll be she'll be safe, and we won't have to read her. You googly. Uh, <laughs> Nobody gets that these days. Uh, all right, yeah. so you raise your hand if you if you if you. Yeah, yeah. Talking. Raise your hand if you knew who Vibe was, and you get what. Actually, you might know who Vibe was if you get what a you googly is. But my guess is, if you didn't know who Vibe was, chances are you also don't know what a you googly is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm guessing. I don't know. We're doing like a little market research here while we're doing this. Um, all right, so we we talked about this last week or last episode rather, but the new villain is going to have a horror element to them, uh, something of the supernatural. This is going to be somebody who has not been seen in the Arrowverse before. I'm, you know, I've thought about this. I've kind of racked my brain about it. I've seen some of the speculation. I I have found that most of the speculation to be far more interesting than I think what this is actually going to be. In my mind, I think this is going to be another deep cut, somebody that we've never heard of before. And um, I'm starting to suspect, Bell, as you have kind of speculated in the past, we might be dealing with a team of creatives that don't have access to the quality villains right now because of movie initiatives. I mean, maybe, but like, that's the thing. I'm just glad that they have been using, because the Flash is such a deep, they, they have deep in the gallery past, of rogues. When's, when's the last time that we got a, a solid rogue, right? Like, even the Thinker, which is on the, the you know, he's on part of the, the new, uh, the Suicide Squad. Have you seen the new, the, the Suicide Squad? I didn't think it was out yet. It's out on HBO Max, yeah. Oh, I'm probably going to go see it in theaters and get Delta Plus. <laughs> don't, don't. All right, double mask up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, no, I mean, if you're, you're vaccinated, then do it, do what you got to do. Uh, just wear, you know, wear a mask and take care of yourself and your, and, and your neighbors. But regardless, no, it's out there. It's, you can see the suicide squad. I, I saw people posting pictures for sneak peeks and stuff. I didn't know it was already out. I thought it was on HBO max. Hang on. Now you, you, you might be blowing my mind here. The uh, let's see here. Suicide. James Gunn. James suicide Gunn. Suicide squad. Googling things live because we're on the live show. <laughs> Release date, August 6th. Boom. Oh. Yeah, that's not today. No, but by the time this podcast goes out, it's today. But I guess we're live, so it's not today. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's live. It's it's not today for those of you listening live. But right. for those of you not listening live, it may have already come out. <laughs> for the tens of people listening live. It's, it's not out yet, but for the thousands of people listening afterwards, it's out. So, you know, you got to make choices here. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Suicide Squad, Thinker. Thinker's in that. I would have loved to have seen Polka Dot Man on the Flash TV show. That would have been I'm cool. Just, I want to see Rainbow Raider return. I do, too, with his rainbow surfboard. Like, I want to see that so bad. That's not going to happen. The rainbow yeah, surfboard. I don't think that. I don't think they're going to do that. That's a missed opportunity. So many missed opportunities. I think that there is a lot of opportunities, a lot of opportunities to uh, to bring in a lot of different uh, classic villains as well as some some you know minor villains. But in terms of like horror with the Flash, I don't know. I don't know. They might be going. They might be going outside of his rogues gallery for this one. I'm just going to throw it out there. So. Yeah, I'm just going to throw it out there and see see what happens. I, I don't have any hard speculation. Um, the coolest one that's been tossed around is uh, Crimson Death from the, uh, you know, the back, uh, what is it? The Batman Dark Universe. I, I forget what it's called. Um, I'm not sure. It's, uh, or the Nightmare Universe, right? It's it's the one like. This, oh, yeah. Where they have all the weird, like, like 
Cenobite gear and like Batman's old like with a cage on his head and stuff. Yeah, it's like Batman variants uh, from across the negative multiverse. It's it's an interesting concept and it's very, you know, kind of metal. Oh, is it, is it Batman metal? Is that what it's called? Y'all know. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, you don't want to talk about it anyway. So yeah, Red Death, Crimson Death. Uh, he uh, that's that's a character that I think a lot of people have uh, liked and wanted to see. I, there have been people who have expressed wanting to see that character on this show. Um, I got to tell you, I don't think, I don't think that the CW and this show in particular is in a place to do red death justice. I just yeah. don't see that character being the one they go to. Um, I mean, obviously if they did, it wouldn't be Bruce Wayne. Uh, but beyond that, like, I just, I don't, I just don't think <laughs> that's a character that would translate well. It's one of those deals where I feel like anybody that knows the character would be super disappointed by what the CW did with it. And anybody who's watching the show, I don't know. I just, it just feels like it would be very watered down and not quite what people want. I don't think that's the one, man. I think I think they're going to go for a super deep cut. If I'm being totally honest. Yeah, see, I, you know, uh, we thought on Legends for a while when they did their mystical episode that it would be uh, Etrigan would be the oh, the big bad there. Interesting. Um, I mean, like, I'm I'm wondering because you know they they can do what they want with the character. He doesn't have to be this like antihero kind of like dude. He could be you know, or or I mean, with the, with the way they've been going with like you know with Rainbow Raider and with uh, Ava. Uh, with the whole, you know, Care Bear stare, like convert them to your cause kind of thing. Right. Um, I mean, that that could be that could be a solution to the Etrigan problem in the end. Um, but like, yeah, maybe start him off as a baddie and 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 bring him over uh, and resolve it that way or something. I don't know. Etrigan would be interesting. Uh, I, I, an odd choice to be sure. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Zachy is uh, is commenting in the chat, asking us about the uh, the Flash villain for the movie. Yes, I actually have that on my notes for us to cover. And you know, what? this is probably a good time to do so. But so we don't know what the uh, you know what the Flash villain is going to be for next season. We know that there's going to be some sort of uh, mysticism or horror element to him. Uh, but there is a lot of speculation right now as to who the Flash villain of the movie is. Now, I know that many of us believed uh, that perhaps the the villain of this movie might be Reverse Flash, especially with Flashpoint being kind of a, a solid inspiration for the film. But as a lot of people have pointed out, there has not been any kind of casting announcements as it regards to the Reverse Flash, and they're filming the movie. So if there was a Reverse Flash, where's the Reverse Flash? It would seem, Bell, that there is not actually a Reverse Flash in this film. In fact, it doesn't seem like there's much to be said about what's the, what villain it's going to be unless it's one of the Batmen, which are also in this film. One imagines it's not going to be one of the Batmen that are in this film. So who could it be, Bell? Who could it be? And I know what you're thinking. I know what all of you are thinking right now. But no, that girl did not get choked out to become a villain in this movie, okay? If anything... <laughs> If anything, that may have been a viral marketing campaign to tell us who the true villain was all along. Bell, the speculation right now is that, in fact, the Flash will be the villain of the Flash film. So you're telling me that Ezra Miller might choke himself. He might choke himself out. <laughs> <laughs> he was the villain all along. So is this going to be like a... a um 
so so first off, there are two questions that I have here. There's many questions, but I'm going to just lay the groundwork with these. So, okay, now is the Barry that we see in all the current DCEU films, is that the hero of this movie? Or is that the villain version Flash of this movie? And then the Flash, Barry Allen, who's the good guy, the protagonist, is fighting this bad version of the flash, which is the flash from the DC universe that Ooh, currently exists. Fascinating. I think what we're dealing with is a future flash of the existing DC universe. I think that um, while, you know, for many of us who have been watching the show, I think the best kind of, uh, you know, thing that we can kind of point to from our experience is Savitar. Now I don't think they would call this character Savitar. Savitar in the comics is not Barry from the future. However, there is a Barry from the future who is a, uh, a villain um, that being said, there is also a possibility that they could reverse reverse flash, um, and go with the kind of the origin stories, the reverse flash where, you know, uh, in, um, Oh goodness. It wasn't rebirth. Was it, uh, the return of Barry Allen and the return of Barry Allen, where you get introduced to Eobar Thawne and he is literally, he's, he's gotten all like, he's gotten a face altering surgery to look like Barry Allen. So I yeah. think we're either dealing with a Barry Allen, an evil Barry Allen of the future or a reverse flash played by uh, Ezra Miller himself as Eobard Thawne, who has made himself look like Eobard, I mean, Barry Allen. I mean, that, heck, it saves you casting costs, right? Like, and I mean, I think that'd be an interesting thing for an actor to play an evil version of themselves. Like, that's got to be interesting. I mean, that would make sense. I mean, you know, like, I don't know. See, here's the thing with the reverse Flash, right? It worked so well in the first season of The Flash, but like, that's the that's the ultimate flash baddie. Right. And so do you, what is the deal with comic book movies and coming out with like the biggest bad for that character as the first villain who they then defeat? They don't do that. They typically, these days they save it for the sequel. You get like some rando, you know, like, I mean like Batman begins was versus scarecrow, which scarecrow is great as a great, great villain, but he's not not DCEU. Right, but that's not DCE. Oh, you're that's talking not specifically about DC. Okay. I'm not specifically DC. Like Zod, Man of Steel. It was Zod, right? Um, you know, and but, but he's not dead. Lex, but not Lex. And Lex but is really... Lex. Like, Lex is his... Like, Zod is great because he's kind of the... He can go toe-to-toe with him. And he has that status because of the film franchise. But if you talk about comic book villain, man, no. Lex Luthor is the ultimate nemesis of Superman. Yeah, yeah. But I I didn't want to bring him up because I didn't really like Eisenberg's betrayal. But that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> you know, the DCEU is a complicated universe. But you know what else is a complicated universe? What's that? Our universe, man. Like, maybe the DCEU isn't the universe we wanted, but the one we deserve. It's not the one we need, but it's the one we deserve. Or maybe, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. The DCEU <laughs> is not the universe we need, but it is the one that we deserve. And so that's the one we've gotten. Okay. 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 So all, all I'm saying is this though. Um, if, if it is reverse flash, please don't kill him in the first flash movie. Like let him return to be a bad guy later on. Can we do that? Is that, is that too much to ask? No, I mean, I would, I would expect that to be the case, but at the same time, I don't know, man. I think if they're going to do it, Ezra will play a version like of him. You know what I mean? Like Terminator style. It'll be like the first yeah. Eobard that comes back. And so that maybe next film we'll get a new, another Eobard from an altered future who comes back, possibly not played by Ezra, but played by somebody else. 
Interesting. That could that, be that could be neat. That would be my guess. Because I got to tell you, I, I mean, Ezra's a fine actor. Um, I, and I mean, like I, I, you know, his Barry Allen grew on me. Certainly better in the Snyder Cut. Without yes, question. I was going to say. Um, he got major points, major points for showing up in Crisis. I, uh, I mean, like that. You know, I mean, I'm not. I'm not personally giving him a pass for choking people out, but obviously a lot of people are. And if, if crisis is your reasoning, it's not reason enough. You can't. Anyway, the uh, point is that <laughs> <laughs> he did get a lot of major points for, for crisis, uh, for showing up at crisis. Look, let's not bicker and argue about who choked who. It's funny because it's horrible. Uh, so here's the thing, though. I don't... <laughs> I couldn't. So this is the this is the struggle. I I couldn't see him as Barry Allen, but his Barry Allen has grown on me. I definitely can't see him as Eobard. But it's possible his Eobard could grow on me. But if his Eobard's gonna die, then there's not time for him to grow on me. So I don't know how I feel about that. I I think that's the most likely theory than the future than an evil future Flash. I think I think we would be dealing with an Eobard wearing Barry's face. And who knows, they may even do the thing where like we watch the movie and, you know, we see Barry talking to one Batman and then he's talking to another Batman. And it turns out that, you know, Eobard was talking to Batfleck and, you know, Barry's talking to the OG and then it's revealed at the end. And we get Batman versus Batman and Flash versus Flash because one is kind of, yeah, because like Eobard is twisted uh, you know, has twisted Batfleck into thinking this other Batman is, you know, evil. And so we end up in this kind of bat versus bat flash versus flash type situation. If that ends up being right, I'm, I'm pulling this audio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but so, so here's, here's my question though. It's like, yeah, we're dealing with a multiverse. We're dealing with all this kind of stuff. Do you think there's going to be any sort of, uh, DCEU wide ramifications because of this. Like, is this going to impact um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, which I guess isn't technically canon? Will this impact Shazam uh, and what they have set up there? Um, like, is, is this, are they going to try and like reboot through the actions of Flash with like a Flashpoint? I um, certainly hope not. I certainly hope not. And I'll tell you why. All like DC has experienced this very unique phase of the last 10 years of media. Like it's been very uh that you can see the try. They've tried so hard and you can see the try all over the place. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like their best like their worst efforts, man, you can see them trying. Their best efforts you can see the try holding it up. You know what I mean? Like they've been try, 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 trying this. And I, and, and there have been some big wins throughout this process. And there've been some really interesting films and amazing animation and some really like bold moves taken with some of their iconic heroes that I think should be celebrated, studied, learned from, but this age of DC. And I say this coming from, Probably, well, one of the most notorious, not notorious, but one of the most well-known Flash podcasts. We're the number one Flash podcast. Like, I say this as a, as a podcaster in this space. This universe, this era, not even, I'm not even talking about the DCEU. The DCEU 
the the Arrowverse animation as a whole, maybe not animation, but definitely everything live action. It needs it needs to wrap up. We need we need an end of this age. And we need a new age of DC live action media. Look, I, I know that Superman and Lois or, or whatever it's called is, is, is like, I've heard great things about it. I haven't got a chance to sit down and watch. It. I'm sure it's great. And obviously we, we love this show for all of its flaws. We love this show and we love, you know, we, we love what's come before. We love what's currently going on. And I'm not trying to hate on anything, any of the initiatives that are going on at DC or anything like that, but we are seeing the end of an era of what superhero media is. And if DC wants to be able to make its mark, they need to close this stuff out and start fresh. Don't try to like, let this reboot into the other thing to try to make it matter. No, 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 no. Let it be what it is. Be proud of what it is where it works. Be proud of that. Where it failed. Be proud of that. Own it, own it because you can make something better and you can learn from that and go. I mean, like, you know, like, hey, look at like, uh, uh, you know, we were watching Lego Batman the other week with uh, with my kids. And I mean, like, they, they're constantly poking fun at the various eras of Batman and all the ridiculousness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, part of the legacy of DC is some of the greatest storytelling, like some of the greatest heroes ever created and some of the greatest stories and some of the like, like man, long Halloween. Fantastic. I'm not talking about the animated. I haven't seen the anime. I'm talking about the graphic novel. I'm talking about the source material. It's fantastic. Like some epic storytelling, but you know, you also got polka dot man in there, which by the way, you can pull into the suicide squad several years later and make a ball. You got kite man in there. You can pull him into Harley Quinn and make him this weird dude that you end up kind of rooting for, even though he's kind of a, you know, jock dude. Anyway, point is, own what this has been and start something fresh and new. Please, please, please. And I mean, like it's too late for any pleads to fall on any kind of ears that matter. <laughs> but my sincerest hope, man, is that no, that Flashpoint's not going to launch into a new DC universe. I hope it's a great quality show for the Flash. I hope it's a, a great celebration of what's come before. Uh, I love the fact that they're bringing in the uh, kind of the multiple Batman and, and that sort of thing and playing around with the multiverse. They should. A Flash, a Flash movie should do that. But let this be a quality Flash movie, not the kickoff of something else that has the baggage of this era. This era is great for what it is. Please don't let it hold back what comes next. There's my ring. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it pays off. No. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, it, it always was weird to me that DC's uh, strategy was to make one film and then jump into a universe, like a, a team up film kind of thing and, and sort of start from that aspect um at one like one part of me was like everybody knows who batman is uh we've seen who this new superman is do we really need another batman movie or do we need the batman movie to kind of like tell us who batman is before we do batman v superman you know there, there's things like that like i i kind of would I, I i agree like the, the problem that i have is this what i want to see like everybody knows dc characters everybody knows marvel characters now um and especially in dc's case you know can we just start a universe where all these characters exist and they all interact. Can we just start with the justice league? Like start with, make a film. start with the teen Titans, like go with like, like begin with the second generation in a world that's already established. I think that, yeah, you're right. That's a, that's a great idea. Yeah. You know, go, go with that. Like, 
you know, everybody knows these characters, so it's not like you have to explain who they are. We don't need origin stories anymore. I, I think, I think as a culture, we are beyond the point of origin stories. If we're if like we're even, doing like multiverse franchise, and then you're exactly right. Uh, I mean, the, the, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is, you know, the multiverse is always a lot of fun, and that's one of those things where um, that I wish we could have more of and like stuff like Joker, right? You know, that's, I don't, don't tie that in. It doesn't have to tie in. Nothing. Everything doesn't have to tie in. Just make movies, like make cool movies. The, the new Batman, Robert Pattinson, Batman film. It doesn't have to tie in for me to, to, to me to like it. Right. You know, there are three Batman movies that Christopher Nolan did and you know, everybody liked a lot. You know, the, the, the freaking dark Knight was, you know, one of the best movies, the best comic book movies ever made. Right. And uh, it doesn't tie. There's not a big, giant, overarching universe. Um, you know, we don't need origin stories and like big, giant, you know, three part sagas anymore. I don't, you know, can we just make a cool movie where it's like, you know, a, a, a superhero who everybody's familiar with is just, you know, fighting and, and doing stuff and in this in, in an established world where we know other superheroes exist and he's not like the first and only one. And then, you know, you have to go on and explain later. Oh, yeah, well, actually, this was happening back in the 90s. And um, uh, we just nobody knew about it because it was secret. And, you know, oh, Martian Manhunter has been here for decades. And like, for some reason, he didn't help. And you, know, <laughs> you don't have all these kind of questions and stuff that pop up. Just make movies and, and even, you know, bring in like if you want to elevate some of your, you know, B or C list characters, elevate them in a universe where all this stuff is already here. They got caught unawares, man. They got caught unawares. Like I I just I I remember like back in um like twenty thirteen when I was starting Pottery. I was starting a podcast company in Mississippi. This was before you know, before uh uh serial really kind of propelled podcasting into more kind of like, you know, uh uh the the common the common person on the street knowing what a podcast was. And I remember like before it was cool. Back before it was cool. Well, I mean, like, it's not even cool. Like, like actually back when it was cool. Now it's not cool. It's just normal. You know what I mean? Like, so like this was back when it was cool. Uh, and I remember going to our broadcast companies in Mississippi, in central Mississippi, and like, you know, WLBT and saying like, hey, you know, I've got this podcast company. I think you've got this opportunity to kind of like own the podcast space, you know, in your region. And they're like, well... Like, like everybody that I brought this up to just asked if their competitors were doing it. And I'm like, what? no, of course. Like this, 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 this that's is why, why you, you do should it do it. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. like, I was like, and then like, I go to your competitors and I tell them that you're doing it and I make more business for myself. Well, no, it wasn't even that. <laughs> it wasn't even that. It was like, literally, I was just kind of blown away by how stupid the mindset was of like, well, we're not going to embrace this concept because our competitors aren't doing it. It's like, do you not realize that you are you are opening yourself up. There were people at DC that were bitter and angry, man. They were bitter and angry that Marvel was having such success on building a universe. Like we we've saying we've been should have been doing this for years. And then, you know, they got caught they you know, the, as a company, they got caught unawares and so they ended up kind of scrambling and it just became a mess. It became a mess with some good in there and some bad in there. But this era yeah. needs to end, man. Like that's the big thing. It's like let the era end. We just went through a global crisis ending an era and starting a new one. Let's let the DC live action media do the same. That's my yeah. hope, man. I, I really hope that this, uh, this flash movie is good and quality, but I don't want it to get in the way of whatever could come next. I'm kind of looking forward to the next thing. Well, so, so in that case, you know, with, with that in mind, what do you, what about suicide squad? 
Haven't seen it yet. Which, by the way, this kind of gets mean, into what what comes next, though, right? Because all right, well, go ahead, go with your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because like you know, it, like Suicide Squad obviously ties into everything. We can DC can can turn the page, start over on a blank one, and really create something um, you know unique and interesting in their space. I, I agree with you 100. percent um, But you know, like they 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 fumbled it in the beginning. And I feel like, in my opinion, they recovered it partially with Wonder Woman, and then they started running down the field with Shazam. Um, you know, this is my personal opinion on those films. I think I think they're the best uh, that that they've put out. Um, this is the original Wonder Woman and Shazam. Um, and then, you know, the Snyder cut. I was like, okay, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they. I mean, obviously, it's four hours long. It didn't need to be four hours long. But like, I don't know why they didn't. You know go with something that and not have Joss Whedon come in and, and, and just bungle it up. Um, and now we have uh, suicide squad by James Gunn. It, it seems like they're trending, you know, upward to your point of them starting over. Like, where does this fit into that as a really great component of this era? Okay. And so, so suicide squad, the new flash movie, that's a component of this era. Absolutely. And then where does their slate start over? I don't know. I don't know, but it needs to definitively start over and be different. Like, don't tie it to anything that's come before. And I don't mean that, again, I really want to make sure I'm communicating this well. I'm not saying it's because what's come before is so bad. I'm just saying that it's an era of DC media that comes with a lot of baggage. And I think a fresh start, a fresh start is warranted. I, was, I mean, I was so heartbroken when Justice League Unlimited ended because the Bruce Timverse of the DC Universe definitively closed with it. And then you got all these other animated shows and I didn't care anything about them because I was like, I was so tied into the Bruce Timverse. But... That, you know, what, what, whatever has a beginning has an end, Neo. Like we need, we need a definitive end to this era. Yeah. And that, that's, that's again, that's why I'm excited about uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman. Cause I, I, I don't think it's going to be tied into anything. And like, I really like Joker. It wasn't tied into anything. And so like, yeah, you know, they have even that, great- No, no, no. But even that falls into this era is what I'm saying. Like, even though it's not tied to this universe, that falls into this era of DC uh, live action media. And so I think that, I, I don't know what they're like, you know, well, they'd have to wait like 10, 20 years before booting it, like before doing it again, then I disagree. Like, I think they could, I think they can make a new movie tomorrow with a, with a fresh initiative, with a fresh take. And I think that if they, if they do it their way and not the Zack Snyder way, and there's nothing wrong with Zack Snyder, but I'm just saying that that Zack Snyder is not who you want to build your universe. I think that was a, I think that was a mistake to do from a live action, like from a, from a blockbuster standpoint, I would love to see a Zack Snyder HBO series, like a DC or Elseworlds. Yeah, exactly. Well, as an Elseworlds, exactly. But I think it's kind of your flagship franchise is a huge mistake. Absolutely huge mistake. Love, love Zack Snyder. This is not a critique on him as a person or his skill. I'm just saying he has a style and that is a, that is a too big of a risk to, to, that's that's just not the style you want to plant your flag with. Well, and you know, plus his his whole like his whole plan with uh, with his you know his movies was moving towards that you know dark side future and yeah, exactly this, yeah it's, which, which again work. great idea super great cool idea. idea would love to see it but I yeah I agree with you in that that's not where you start your <laughs> kids your, kids your, can't eat popcorn to that that's my like that's the thing kids can't eat popcorn to it you gotta you gotta think about when what your block you know you have to think about the the generations man I'm like going back and I'm watching these Marvel movies with my kids. Like I, I I'm not going to sit down and watch a lot of the DC movies with them. And it's not even just because they're like, there's like too gritty, tonally dark. It's just, they're boring. They're, they're built. They're, they're made for an audience that's more similar to me than them. And they can't, they can't keep up. 
Um, yeah, could you imagine like watching Zack Snyder's Justice League with your kids? That's awful. Absolutely, not. all four hours of it. No, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> they get up and walk away. Anyway, man, let's let's talk about watching some movies though, because we we are uh, as we kind of uh, close out here from our our uh, season season and review. We we got a we got a break coming. We got. Uh, you know, typically during the between seasons, we do some panel to screen and I'd say between, um, the black widow film, which, uh, came out, we need to do a panel to screen for that. We've got the, uh, the suicide squad, which, you know, I typically don't do like heavy gore movies. And so I'm, I'm kind of waiting for you to tell me if I can stomach it <laughs> to be honest, but yeah. Probably not, but I would see it go see it anyway. And this is just from the trailers that I've seen. <laughs> I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of that looks. I need to know on like, it, does it go beyond Deadpool or is it about Deadpool? Because I can handle Deadpool, but I probably can't handle. Too much. What about Deadpool two? Yeah, I can handle Deadpool two. Okay, because I know uh, King Shark ripped somebody in half, and Juggernaut ripped Deadpool in half. Yeah, that was that was about. Yeah, that was. Uh, well. You can't you can't go to the Alamo Draft House on that with me. I just I can't stomach it. It's not like I'm going to throw up, but I, I want to be able to enjoy my meal and not think about what I was eating as I saw what somebody else was eating on screen. I don't know, man. Like movie gore doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So suicide, the Suicide Squad, we're probably going to cover, um, and then also we got to wrap up the uh, the classic '90s Flash series. So I know a lot of people have been uh, uh, asking us as to whether or not we were going to pick back up on that series. We absolutely are, and of course, all that is because of your support over at Patreon.com/slash TV Talk. So if you want to continue listening to the show, uh, even when we don't have a show to talk about, and we want these kind of uh, panel to screen and re- retrospective type of episodes, uh, you can make that happen by heading over to patreon.com slash TV talk. Also, Flashcraft is continually going on. Look, that may be more for us than y'all. That's okay. Uh, but if you do, if you want to have some fun with it, maybe you got kids that like Minecraft, I don't know, whatever it may be, uh, be sure to check that out. You can check that out on our YouTube uh, channel as well. Just search, search for Flash TV talk on YouTube and you will find us there. Uh, we're having some fun. And uh, yeah, you can follow Bell at Ring That Bell. You can follow at Flash TV Talk on the Twitters. Uh, all of our contact information is at flashtvtalk.com or tvtalk.fm. Yeah, we're, we're doing non-traditional exit, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget oh. about Charlie Bach, who makes all the cool music for our show. We gotta uh, do that. Can- oh, I, I'm sorry, I gotta do that. Nichelle uh, asks in the uh, in in the in the chat uh, if we're gonna do any D- uh, Disney Marvel series. I, I, hmm. I mean, I've seen all of them. As have I. The, my question has has been, how do we do them? Do we just do them in kind of a review, like as kind of like like the season in review type situation? I think we'd have to um, because a there's there's already been three, um, and they're pretty long. Yeah, and we have another one. Uh, what if it's coming out really soon? Um, I, I, I would you guys like a, a season in review style podcast for those? Or I think we could do that. Yeah, Instead I, of panel to screen WandaVision, we might do like it called WandaVision TV talk, but it's just like one episode where we talk about WandaVision or, yeah, or, you know, yeah. that kind of as a, as a season, same thing with Loki and uh, Falcon, the winners. Yeah. We, we, yeah. Let's do it. Let, let's a hundred percent do that. Good job. Nichelle. Yes. We're going to make it happen. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Great suggestion. Hey, that's going to do it for us uh, for this week. Thank y'all so much. Those of you who are able to tune in live, uh, here through our YouTube channel and on I think Twitch we're broadcasting on for whatever reason I don't know why uh, Twitter decided not to uh, to run with our broadcast but I think we were able to get the uh, the YouTube link out there in enough time so hopefully <laughs> folks were able to uh, join that we wanted to there and uh, yeah look for more for us throughout the break but until next time we'll be back in a flash.